Welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 17th of September. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that month, and sometimes it's us. I wanted to read this uh, testimonial, and congratulations to Matt Bussa. Um, just wanted to share my success since watching your videos. I came across them two weeks ago. My first video, watching your strategies and insight, won the 50K on MLB. Two days later, 5,500 more. This week, I won 4,800 on MNF, Monday Night Football, and then split the milli on Thursday. Obviously, it's a big chop, but, you know, he's still playing for the, the Tournament of Champions ticket on Sunday. If you gain traction, more followers, I think it become a name everyone knows for DFS analysis and strategy. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, that's that's kind of what we're hoping. Also, we're just having fun during the strike, and uh, we'll see how long it lasts. But this is another video. We're going to go over mostly NFL today. We'll, we'll do the MLB slate right at the beginning. It's kind of a tiny one, um, and there's not very much to say about it. Also, there's a bunch of values still in the Sims. They put up a bunch more um, satellites for things that are a month, month and a half away. Get a lot of NBA opening day tickets. You know I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. I know it's going to be a painful month until then. Every week I'm going to be whining about something. But we get the NBA season. It's shark, shark time. Shark attack. Speaking of, oh, didn't mean to put these in here. They went badly. WNBA lineups that had some pretty poor, poor choices in there. Uh, but yeah, we did also take home a, a college football yesterday. Uh, so that was nice. A couple saddies. Again, you know what I'm going for. That opening day of um, basketball season is firmly in our uh, in our sights right now. Um, oh yeah, somebody was pointing this out online. Like, I thought that runbacks were way more popular than they are. Like, uh, that they're way more optimal than they are. Like, that was something I was trying to do always, you know, with a single entry or whatever. But when I was looking at my, my 150, uh, my first draft, I only got to like, what was that? 15 plus five plus four. So 20, sorry, 24% with runbacks. So you need to stack for sure. You don't need to bring a runback for sure. A runback is an option and it's a sometimes food. It's not an always food. Um, all right. So back to baseball for just a moment. Uh, I didn't change any ballpark factors. They're all kind of middling today, except for stuff that isn't on the main slate. Um, oh, yeah, let me do my ranking it by percentile, 85th percentile. Hold on. I think there was actually a satellite. Just make sure my ranking system, I do 85th percentile if it's going to be a GPP because that's the most correlated with value. But, um, you know, for a regular GPP cash situation. But I am, yeah, that's what I thought. These are how many in? Is it just one ticket up top? Okay, one ticket out of 95. So... 99th percentile sorting. And yeah, let me go players just to show you what I've done here. Uniques, uh, whatever, five, something. Uh, pitchers are going to be easy today. There's only three of them in play. It's Morton, Woodruff, and Luzardo. Everybody else is a step down. I mean, if you're playing a bunch of lineups, you can get to them. Obviously, they're fine. Cease is going against Minnesota with a bunch of strikeouts. He's probably the next, next man in. I probably play one or two today. I'm not playing very much at all. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just checking. I'm, I'm making sure I'm exposed to those satellites, and that's it. Making sure I check off the uh, Iron Man, whatever for the day. I need those tier credits, but that that's the as far as we're taking it today. So this will be largely a theoretical exercise on the uh, baseball side. These look fine though. Minnesota, Houston, yeah, they seem like the best stacks. I'm not changing that. So you know, beyond that. I don't know if I have a strong lean there, but yeah, Minnesota and Houston for the lineups I do put in. I like this one. Probably stick with something similar to that. Whoop, hide it away so we don't play the exact same thing. Plus, we don't have all the lineups in. You should definitely build your lineups 
right before it happens because as you saw if you watched my earlier in the week nfl video stuff changes and the stuff changes you need to change you need to make changes so speaking of let's go over a little bit of a contest review for um the nfl slate just get into that a little bit um basically i, I did this at the beginning of i think it was the forget if it was the last one of these shows oh come on now is screen sharing gonna kill my ability to scroll okay good so Redcoat won last week. I think this is the $100 millionaire, right? They don't allow you to look at the biggest competitions because it's just too big. Like for their, uh, you know, they know they can't serve up 1.2 million different people's entries. So they cut it down. So this is in the $100 millionaire. But in the $100 millionaire last week, do you know how far you had to go down before you get somebody with less than $49,900 of salary? It's 10th place. The top nine all used 49900 or 50000 fully efficient. It's massively efficient. DraftKings is spending a lot of money to make sure that they are have a pretty well-priced slate. There's definitely somebody, you know, at least our level of intelligence on the DraftKings side. So don't, don't think you're getting massive value out of something. Um, that probably is not necessarily true. Okay. So this is the main slate. So we'll do, oh, sorry. I want to do 85th percentile. Get a solid cash. Results, and then we look at our exposures. I have not done anything. Uh, and then we make sure we're kind of like sampling a wide part of the space. And then we check on, so our naive distribution is jamming in 83% Joshua Kelly. Now this will be a risk tolerance thing for you guys. That's probably not wrong, right? I mean, like probably about an 80% chance Joshua Kelly is optimal the way that they use those, their offense. Um, now after last week, when I got killed with Isaiah, likely I'm not going to go 70% plus again, hit the cap at 60 probably feels so if his ownership is really 24, then 60 is like 48 plus 12. So two and a half times that's, that's reasonable for like a really strong stand. And I think it's worth taking a really strong stand on both him and Dylan. I think they're both very good. Um, other guys who probably will pop up now are... Rashad White, I don't really want to pop up to more than 3x for him. Um, and actually, what was Dylan? Dylan also is it? Why are those? I don't really understand why Dylan and White are so much lower than Kelly. There's a lot of other options that look like them. That's probably what it is. So let me go ahead and do that. Make sure I don't get to more, more of them than I should. It seems like the Sharks are against playing with what are the obvious best plays at running back. Because, I don't know, I, it, these seem like pretty much the obvious plus, best plays at running back. So I don't think I'm going to. So I said I wanted less Joshua Kelly, and it gave me more. I'm not sure how the math is mathing on that. If I pop a six on it, is it just going to fix it? My theory is that that will just fix it. I'll go ahead and just fix it. I'm asking a lot of this old computer. I really need to buy a new one. It's uh Done, done pretty good for me, but eventually it's just going to go completely black in the middle of one of these, I can tell, and we'll have a, a lost episode. Unless I can figure out how to get that from uh, from Zoom. But yeah, these are the top plays. There's no doubt about playing Kelly, playing Dylan, playing Rashad White. It, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the obvious plays. They, um, they might not get there. Joshua Kelly, maybe they go to Spill or some. I think he's an explosive guy who wasn't on the team last week because of roster considerations who will be now because of you know and that's basically it right like why did they not keep him well because he's pretty similar to Eckler and right so Eckler's hurt so it might not be 
you know, Joshua Kelly that gets all that. Um, AJ Dillon's the, uh, yeah, same situation with, with Aaron Rodgers out or Aaron Jones out. I always make that mistake. It sounds so stupid. Hey, it did fix it. Look at that. Six uniques. Perfect. This looks great. This is a pretty dope set of lineups here. Okay. Yeah, we got, we got a good set now. Um, now, so now it's just picking it, paring it down, um, figuring out, you know, can I get, this is great. Yeah, sometimes you just hit the right combo of things. Looks like six uniques is pretty good, and this is percentile 85th, and how far does it get me into the, get pretty far into the distribution, I would bet. Probably all the way down. Come on, scroll for me. I know I'm asking you to load a tremendous amount of data, but please do it. Yeah. So there's only 5,000 teams in my... Um, Okay, there's only 5,000 teams in my pool. However, all 5,000 are in play. So, like, I was, like, trying to talk myself out of this lineup, and I was looking at it. I was like, this is fine. I, I'm fine with pretty much all this lineup. Obviously, it's a little it's – a, it's a fair amount contrary, right? We don't have any of the good stacking running backs. But that's kind of the point here, right? Like, th this is – yeah, I kind of like this. Our leverage is the most massive to Joshua Kelly, where it should be, and we're spreading out. We're spreading out a lot of risk. This is a very nice combination of things. And I mean, for these being the worst lineups, that's just because Tannehill is not expected to do well, right? I mean, none of these lineups are that bad. Okay. I mean, that and that's a constraints thing. I don't know if I've stressed this, but I, I showed the screen where I was showing all the winners being 49,900 or 50,000. I didn't show constraint. Set your salary constraint to be 49,900 to 50,000. And then all 5,000 in your pool are legit lineups that have, are contenders, right? So you set it up like that. You set it up so you have to have a, game, a, a team, I'm sorry, a stack of the right variety. These are the right varieties of stacks, QB plus one, QB plus two. You should make sure your runbacks don't account for more than like 25%. Yep, we're, we're about right for a runback situation. Not too many runbacks because they don't, they don't hit that often. Then you check out your secondary stacks. Secondary stacks are more important than runbacks, right? Because we're trying to limit our independent events. So... To an extent, whether or not when you're stomping on a team, the other team stomps back, that's a little independent, right? Like sometimes teams, even in the NFL, win 35-7. You don't always have to have to have the run back, right? Every week there is a team that smashes another team. But what you will always have is two teams to score 30 or more-ish, right? I mean, like some weeks, fine. Maybe two teams score 28. But there will be two highest scoring teams. And on those two highest scoring teams are likely to be a few highest scoring players, and it's reasonable to assume those players will be the highest scoring ones on the slate. Therefore, you need both primary stacks and secondary stacks. And in your secondary stacking, uh, it should be, you should have more secondary stacks than you have runbacks because it's more likely that multiple teams score a lot of points. It has to happen that there's a top two teams that score points than it is that those two teams are in the same game, right? Less likely they're in the same game than that they exist at all. So the, the secondary stacks adding up for me to like 85% is perfect because that tells me 85% of my lineups are going to need two things happening. One game to blow out and another game to blow out. That's all. And I mean, obviously, I hope I got the right team that blows them out, the right pieces, et cetera. But that's two events. Most people need like, this is a lot of dudes in a lineup, right? You got like one plus was eight something, two, four, six, eight, including the DSD. Fine, probably shouldn't include the DSD. Eight plus the DST. So that's a lot of combinations of guys, right? So 
don't worry too much about um, getting unique. You're sampling in here as long as you have. So I, I should also say, where have I restricted my players? Quarterbacks. I've restricted my quarterbacks to like the top, you know, 15, whoever guys I'm confident in is. Uh, yeah. So let me just, I lo- I've left a few guys off. The guys I've left off are that, that may be questionable. Gino, Russell, um, Baker, Dak, Stroud. Stroud's questionable. I'm just not sure about that. I don't love the matchup for love. I do like Garoppolo, Stafford, Tannehill. I just think they're in a great uh, stacking situations. So I've left them there. And I mean, these other guys are in a great stacking situation as well. So whatever, you know, you, you can put in whoever in your gut feels like needs to be in here. I just think they're kind of a step down from these guys. And I want to have most of my guys being Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, maybe some Lawrence and uh, Jackson. So is that how I've wound up now that I've said that's what I want? 20, 33, yep, 45%. 47. And if we include Herbert in, the, in that top tier, which is dicey, then we're slightly over half are these top tier quarterbacks. And that's fine because that says, okay, 50% chance the best quarterback on the slate is someone foreseen. 50% chance it's not, but it's that next level guy who slightly pops off. That's fine. That seems about right to me. Running back wise, I, I'm being reasonably selective if I remember correctly. Yeah. I don't like Bijan. I don't understand the projection here. We've been told he's going to split with Algier and it's very possible, just like last week, that Algier just beats his pants off. So the fact that we got Bijan at 4.2% and Algier at 0.1%, uh, it doesn't make no sense. I mean, like, probably they just update this ownership to, like, I mean, probably I should up this, like, 0.5% so it doesn't think something weird is going on. But, you know, generally speaking, whenever you have this situation where two people are guaranteed to split, first of all, like, we saw what the split was last week. I don't think it was quite even. I think Bijan was playing mostly, like, third down type situations running or passing situations so Algier is still going to get that goal line work I think I don't know man I don't think this is correct projection so I boosted Algier probably wind up with way too much Algier now that I said that no oh because I limited it right I said okay whenever I do a boost like that I will concomitantly at the same time say well I don't want every single lineup to wind up with Algier in it so I only want 3% because if I think he's 0.5%, that'll give me 6X on the field leverage. And that's a huge stand for a tiny player, right? You have to recognize the size of your stand to the player. Um, So like for wide receiver, I don't really set as firm of a pool. I let the pool dip as the stacks need, right? I set the the pool at like six or five, right about, yeah, Tank Dell. Tank Dell's kind of the lowest projected guy I'll go to this week. I think he's fine, but, uh, you know, above him. We're in a zone where, okay, I have taken a stand on Christian Wilkerson as Myers' replacement. I don't understand people's projections here. It seems like he's clearly going to get a few more points. I don't, so I've jammed him in a couple of lineups. But as you can see, same same amount of conviction, right? I'm putting 3% cap on that, that play. So just because I talked about him, don't jam him in your lineup. That's very, 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 very risky. I did do it with one milli lineup because it unlocks a cool combination of guys that you'll see if you try. Um, but it's very risky. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> Maybe try it just to see what I'm talking about. Okay. I love all these top receivers I'm getting to. Josh Reynolds, man. Every like, I don't know what it is. This this thing, no matter what combination of like, you know, earlier in the week, right now, what they just love Josh Reynolds. I don't, I mean, I'm fine with him. 12%. I'm not gonna change it. I just don't I don't really get it. He must be an amazing value. He's not an amazing value. He's fine. He's just fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Okay, so don't think my Josh Reynolds, like, being in these lineups is a stand pro Josh Reynolds. It's not. Yeah, these are my stacks, though. This seems about right. Cincinnati, Buffalo, San Francisco at that level. Mm. 
No. What's that about? Hold on. So this is my uh, the morning of build where I try to make sure I've got the most uh, the right information. And um, apparently I'm getting to a fair amount of Brock Purdy. Oh, Garoppolo. Yeah. Brock Purdy, I'm, I'm more confident in, in Purdy than Garoppolo. Uh, I still think that's maybe a bit heavy on Purdy. I like Lawrence, though, going against Casey. I don't understand him being 6% today. That's silly. I'm definitely on that. Um, same thing with Garoppolo, like 3% against Buffalo, probably trailing the whole game. With Garoppolo, the worry is, and, and the projection definitely is, that he's going to they're going to run the ball, right? Like with Myers out, he only has Adams to throw to plus or minus. Right? Wilkerson thing aside. So I think I'm just going to roll the dice that they're playing from behind and he has to throw it because I think Buffalo probably wins the game. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a strong stand to me. I don't understand. Same thing with like, I should double check my Jacobs exposure isn't out of hand because I don't believe in this Jacobs projection. They're native. J yeah. 14% is fine. But the, um, 17.5 projection for Jacobs is not fine. That's way too high for me for this late. Like, cause I mean, I just don't think they're going to check down throw for him to get to 17.5. He's either has to get like a touchdown, which 50, 50, or he has to get five check down passes. And I don't know, man. I mean, maybe, but that's not what they did last game. And like, they might have to against Buffalo, but also I'm just not sure. Like, it's never really been a big part of Josh Jacobs' skill set running out of the like catching out of the backfield. So I that's where I'm I'm feeling like projections could be maybe tweaked a little bit aside from my Algier tweak, which you understand is a extremely confident tweak. Now the, I guess this is the other one. Like David Montgomery, I'm getting there without even the tweak. On my other on my build one, I have him at 17.5. Because last week, I mean, he was the dominant back and and Gibbs was used as kind of a gadget feature back right like he was coming on weird moves and maybe in a two-back set or something but um yeah so the fact that i didn't have to manipulate this at all and still get to 25 percent david montgomery yeah get to some david montgomery this week i don't understand i don't understand the ownership i don't understand the projections i would have thought he'd be much higher i guess people are still clinging to gibbs is that 2.4 percent. okay people aren't clinging to gibbs i don't know what's going on there but I'm I'm fine with it for sure. I guess hmm, this is interesting. We're too low on the top running backs now that I've sorted it by projection. We're two percent McCaffrey, five percent Saquon, who I think is a real sharp move, and six percent Pollard. So I think I'm gonna boost the Saquon because I definitely want that move. I'm gonna boost the Pollard because I definitely want that move because he's going against the Jets, and then. I might nerf the Jacobs just because, you know, oh, it says it can't. Well, it did what it could. 8%. Whatever. That's probably fine. It's above the field on Saquon. I don't, it must be a salary thing with Pollard. Um, yeah, not getting too much Christian McCaffrey. He did have what I think still probably is a ceiling week for him. I mean, obviously he's an amazing player, but. You know, if we're going to be 20% owned at this price coming off a week like that, people are obviously expecting it every week. That's why I'm fading. Um, also, because anyone, I mean, his projection's like three points higher, right? Four points higher on a decent week. Uh, you know, the, the same reason you have zero RB as a strategy, um, you have not taken Christian McCaffrey on this slate. You've got Algier, White, Kelly, Montgomery, Cook. All these guys could get to 20. 
I mean, and are $5,000, $6,000, like two thirds the price. So if they get to 20, McCaffrey has to get to 30, right? Like for real, not like haha has to get to 30, has to get to 30 for value to be optimal. So because I think at least two of those guys get to, I mean, we can include Dylan on that list um, as well. <sighs> Jacobs is pretty cheap. But anyway, if anybody of Dylan, Cook, James Cook, David Montgomery, Joshua Kelly, Rashad Wright, or Tyler Algier, if any of those six players who is all going to be a pretty solid RB1 on a team that runs a lot gets to 20, McCaffrey has to get to 30. Anyway, so th this is why I'm pretty sure from game theory perspective, we will not be getting to very much Christian McCaffrey. Um, it's just the game isn't working for him today at that price. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously he can still break the slate like he did last week and we'll have some exposure because like we're not fools, but that's just, it's a game theory play. And I, I, I think I'm with the game theory on that. But yeah, I think that's overall I got for today. You know, be smart, be uh, make sure you're spreading your exposure around. Um, make sure that you don't have anything like that you're following your gut and your final uh, build. If you're looking at stuff and you're like, Make sure you've scrolled through the list that you've looked at every single like guy, at least down to like 5% or whatever, that you've looked at the lineups, that, that they're all meeting your, you know, your gut seal of approval, right? Because like my, my approval, who knows, like it's been a terrible couple of weeks for me, but okay. I still think likely was a good play last week. I don't really think, oh, okay. Stroud is active today. We got the news. Oh yeah. Hey, we just had the injury lock for the early slate. So there's probably like a did I get any other buzzes I should tell you about? No, I do not have any other. Uh, Aaron Jones officially inactive. Okay, I thought we already had that, but I guess that was just suspected. Whoa! Porterell Patterson inactive for week two. So, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, he was projected in. So this is five more points that's got to be spread between Algier and um, Bijan. So now I'm even more confident in my Algier play, uh, but I'm also even more confident he's not going to be as tiny, tinily owned. So that's the kind of thing, wow, that you got to really watch out for because the last second somebody becomes a lot better play. I think I also saw um, in terms of this morning news, what is their projection for Roshan? Five. Well, that's a mistake. So Roshan should be getting more work today. Somebody was um, is not like active that was expected to be active. But yeah, if Algier, hmm, got to really see if they, hold on, first of all, let's just give them a chance. Do you actually have the updated thing? I assume they would have these slates pre-run with a bunch of different conditions. That's how you should do it, at least. 838, yes, so they have run it, but they still don't have Algier. Okay, so the news that was unexpected just now is that Corderell Patterson is out. He was inactive. And I mean, the joke all week long has been that they're going to just slam Corderell Patterson and we're all going to feel bad about it um, in week two. But what they did in week one was slam Algier, and now they don't have a third guy. So it's Algier. And I mean, number one, this does make Bijan better. Like, right. I mean, you have to spread, like I was already at 15 him and I thought the Bijan projection is fine. It's just going to be low. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Might have to add Bijan to the pool now with the news that, Corderella's out just because that backfield really relies on a, on that, like that kind of weird play. I don't know what I'm going to do with Bijan and Algier yet after the news that Corderella's out because I was also projecting him in my head. So I'm finding out live something on stream. Uh, so I can't tell you exactly where I'm going to wind up on this. It's going to take me 
probably another hour's worth of pondering. But I can tell you that feels like one of the keys to the slate now. Now that we've got this, that's a diamond in the rough. That Corderell news, that's going to, I think most people are going to breeze by that and not going to chop that five points from Corderell somewhere else. You got to chop that five points from Corderell somewhere else. And I think it's going mostly to Algier. So if I chopped it all the way to Algier, that would put him at 15.6. So, okay. My current projection is basically baking in all of all of Corderell's work going to Algier with still gadget work going to Bijan. He can still get to 15. I'm just not going to be there. Well, they got him 4% owned too. I mean, he's obviously overpriced for his role, thus the situation. But at 4%, it's in play. I, you know, so I'm... <sighs> Ah, this Atlanta running backs seem important. And I don't feel like I have, you know what? Probably that means unclick them entirely, right? But instead, I will probably just say choose one or something, add a rule. I don't really know how to treat the Atlanta running backs still. Um, but yeah, uh, wide receiver wise, I don't think I have any significantly strong leans beyond whatever stacking got us to. Yep, play these guys, play the good guys. Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Debo. I, I am getting to Debo. I'm still projecting him as wide receiver one, but I am recognizing that I week was incredible. I just think it's um it was incredible, you know, like not not in a bad way. Like every one of those catches outstanding. Just like are we gonna get those passes again from Purdy? Number one. And number two, does he necessarily make every one of those catches every time? That's what made them so spectacular, right? So I'm not it, it feels fishy to, to be following Ayuk. Now, I say that, am I still on him? No, I'm about half the field on Ayuk just because I'm sure if you're box score watching, you peg him to the higher number, but but generally speaking, he had less targets than than Debo. So this is the right move from a shark perspective, but like, you know, sometimes your gut feels pretty bad about being a shark. And this is one of those cases where my gut is not so sure that, that I've got the right thing going on in San Francisco, but we'll see. Just letting you know, my gut is uncomfortable. Hopefully, yeah, and Tight end, you spray, you pray, you hope you hope it doesn't hurt you. You don't pay too much for you don't pay at all. Wow. Yeah, you don't pay up for um for Kelsey pretty much until he proves that he's ready and back. Same thing with Andrews. Obviously, Andrews Kelsey can't break the slate, can make us all feel silly. But um probably not coming off. I mean, they have done it in weeks coming right off an injury. So, you know, you do what you gotta do. I'm gonna do like a 50% less than the field probably um also because Ertz is pretty solid i liked i like that Ertz price that that's somewhere i got in a lot of hand builds chig but chig's still 14 percent. that's why i don't understand like all all off season long nobody wanted chig in best ball i got a zillion chig and now the season starts he has a bad game i want i expect the bandwagon people to hop off 14 percent. is he the highest owned Second highest owned tight end? Third highest owned tight end? What are y'all doing? I want to ride the Chig train, but I mean, like, I can't back up the truck if everybody else is there already, you know? There's a line at the truck factory. There's a line at the Chig factory. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're getting pretty deep into the analysis here. Let me go ahead and stop so you have a chance to watch it, make your moves and stuff before the slate. And uh, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough. And gosh darn it, somebody's for real going to win a million dollars today. Hope it's one of us.